Yep. Okay. Today on the show we've got Joel Irway. Now he's a American webinar specialist. I'm really interested. But I've heard really good things from Russell Brunson and a heap of other, I guess, marketing superstars. So I'm really excited for this interview. Joel, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, 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 man. Dude, I am waking up. <laughs> I've literally got a copy in my hand, but let's get into it, shall we? So for our guests who've never met you before, what the hell do you do and who do you do it for? Cool. So I run a company called The Webinar Agency. And basically, um, you know, for anyone who's in the digital marketing space, they're probably very familiar with webinars. Um, and so I serve the mainly the digital marketing space. I have a couple local clients, local business clients, bricks and mortar, uh, who leverage webinars to reach more people, generate high ticket leads, or just generate sales um, at a very, very effective clip. So I help them generate a, a super effective sales presentation that will sell their products and services or sell, um, sell leads for their consulting packages. When you say you help them do that, is that like done for you? Is that training? How do you actually help people? Yeah, so I am very, very limited. I, I started out doing done for you, right? So anyone who's kind of gone through the journey of building their own business, um, I think probably share a very similar story. Maybe they don't. I don't know. This is my assumption. My assumption could, could be completely wrong. Um, but I started out doing done for you services, charging far too little for what you know, I really should have been, um, but I got my feet wet, um, and uh, I'm I'm doing less and less and less done for you uh, as the time as time goes on. It's just you know, for me, I can't focus enough to get it done in a timely fashion, and it's it doesn't do my, you know, it, you know, it doesn't do my clients any good when it takes me so long to do it. So I do mostly done with you style like coaching and consulting now, and uh, I also have info products that people can go through at their own pace. In terms of results, what are your clients getting this typical? Yeah, so um, you want to hear my backstory first because this oh, will kind of help. Let's, yeah, let's hear the backstory first. How do you get, cool. how do you get to where you are? What's, how, do you, how does someone go and get started in the webinar space? So my background is actually, it, it stems from engineering, right? So I went to school for engineering mechanical engineering and my first job out of college was working as a design engineer for um, commercial buildings and heating, designing heating and cooling systems so I hated that uh, sitting behind a computer all day just drawing and you know I just I felt like I needed to be doing more so um, I transitioned to a sales role where I was now selling to my old co-workers so I was selling those big heating and cooling pieces of equipment to the design engineers and uh, that was my first experience into business and my first experience into sales and I loved it I was there for about five years did very well took a territory from you know a couple hundred thousand to over two million dollars in sales per year um, brand new territory that was underserved uh, and then my territory grew from just this one territory to almost three-quarters of the state and uh, Eventually, I was just kind of like burned out, and I knew I had enough confidence in myself to be successful on my own. Started reading books, read the four hour work week. I'm like, oh, amazing. People can do this stuff online. And, you know, even though I never 
you know, really wanted that like live on the beach lifestyle. Um, I work far too hard and I can't stop working. Like I just wanted to be able to, to build my own. Scale back a little bit from those 40 hour, I wouldn't say 40 hour, you would like 60, 80 at the time or? Yeah, I'm still doing 60 and 80. Like, you know, but it's, it's, it's much, it's much you different. Enjoy it. It's different when you do your own thing. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, it really is. When you enjoy what you do, like, it's not work. It's just life, it's play, you know, and life. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't say it's play, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but it's, you know, I, I love it much more than, than working for somebody else. So anyway, I, uh, so I was giving these presentations and, when we're when you're breaking into a brand new territory, you go through a lot of rejection, and the sales presentations that we were giving were terrible. So every time that I'd be traveling for work, I would go to the airport and I would grab these sales presentation books and I just read and read and read how to give a better presentation, how to give a more effective presentation, and eventually, the presentations that I was given, like these canned presentations that I was told to use, I'm like I'm I'm throwing them out because they're terrible. And they were way too technical. And so when I did that and I flipped the script, I started to get a lot more engagement with my audience. <clears throat> and people started to like me more. And then, you know, eventually work just started coming to me rather than me like begging for work. And it's a bit, there's a big shift when that happens. So that's why I was able to get, you know, such, you know, such success in my territories. So when I left and went to the online world to start my own business. Um, you know, I, I did a couple of ventures that bombed. Um, you know, I, I tried to serve my engineering market in career development, built a course around that, and I invested into um, a couple of Russell Brunson's programs where he was teaching people how to sell with webinars. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, you know, I, I, I get what Russell's teaching. He taught it. He's one of the best teachers out there. I loved learning from him. And so I invested into one of his coaching programs, went through his coaching programs, and then I upgraded into his mastermind. And I just kind of like, to make a long story short, it's actually, I should tell another part of this story because it's actually really important. But, you know, I invested in his coaching program and Russell told me, he goes, I'm really nervous about this, Joel. Like you're serving a, you're serving a broke market, engineers and career development. Like you're attracting a lot of people who are unemployed. You're going to have a really hard time selling them. Well, I ignored him for about six months until I ran out, of, ran out of cash. And then I called him up and I said, Hey Russ, you're right. I'm out of money. I need to sell for you. Like I, I was calling to ask for a job. Like I literally called him like, I need to, I need to sell your coaching programs. Like I believe in your stuff so much. Like I can sell the crap out of you. He goes, well, I don't have any openings right now, but you should connect with one of my other clients who is looking for assistance with phone sales. So we connected the two of us, and um, he was running a webinar. And what he wanted was he wanted someone to call his leads who didn't purchase and get them to purchase on the phone. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. He goes, hey, watch my webinar so you get what I'm doing so that you can call people and, and close them. So I took a look at his webinar, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like, this is a terrible, terrible webinar. So I asked him, I'm like, well, how much, you know, how much are you selling right now? He goes, oh, we're doing, you know, we're making like one or two sales um, of a 997 product, you know, a $1,000 product. And so I said, hey, let me, let me give it a shot. Let me, let me rework your webinar presentation, and, and I'll deliver it for you. I'll pitch it for you, and we'll see what happens. So two weeks later, from that phone call that I, ma that I made with Russell, I pitched this guy's webinar for the first time, and I increased his sales by 1,400%, which turned out to be, you know, 
14 to $25,000, something like that, in new sales, and the guy just lost it. Like, he just, he crapped his pants. He's like, holy crap, man, that was awesome. And so, like, that's when I knew I kind of had something. And so I did his webinar for a while, and I took on a couple more clients, and I was helping them out, and then eventually that's how it just started snowballing. So, uh... Okay. <laughs> All right. That is amazing. How do you go from two sales to 14, 15 sales? Well, that's, like you said, 1,400%. What's the difference? How do you structure a webinar in such a way that you make such a big difference? So what I found after now reviewing probably 60 to 70 webinars of people in the, um, in the, in, you know, the business space, what I found is that people get too close to their webinar and they uh, and they don't really know um, you know they can't see it from the audience's perspective and so what my gift is I call it a gift but like I'm able to put myself in the prospect's shoes and so I'm able to see if the message is resonating with you know the needs wants and desires and you know the needs like if you're trying to sell a, a program you know there's only so many trigger points that people are looking for when making an investment in either consulting or training and they tend to be like the same you know maybe they're framed a little bit differently and uh so i just i have a gift of being able to help connect those dots and it normally doesn't take a whole lot of work you know if they've gone through some webinar training before and it's and they've got like the the structure pretty much set up okay like it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to make it make a dud like a, a a winner okay biggest points you'd say if someone's having trouble with their webinars right now what are the biggest issues you notice and what would you say is like the band-aid fix before they come and call you um well i think they should call me to help have them help me fix it <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so uh no so most common most common issues that i see when i look at webinars are um like people's offers are not good enough to help. Like, um, how do I put? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's like they—they're just like people don't see the value clearly, and the the offer isn't irresistible enough. So what I help, you know, a, a good guarantee will make light years. Of, like if you're really close, like you know, if you're able to, you know, show enough value. Um, but you've got like just a standard 30 day guarantee. Um, you know, I've got some ways that I help, help people like really push those people over the edge and be like, okay, listen, you need to invest in this because it's going to do X, Y, Z for your business. So, um, an irresistible offer as it's known kind of in our, in our, um, term, in our market is, is really, really important. And probably number two is just making sure that you're speaking to the right audience. I mean, like you're speaking the language to your target audience. And it sounds so trivial, but again, this is what happens is people get too connected to their webinar and they want to teach so much that they're not seeing it from the audience's standpoint because you as the presenter are in a much different state than your audience. Like you are at this place where your audience wants to be and you have to be able to speak their level which is down here right so there's like two separate points like where you want to be where they want to be and where they currently are and far too often people are speaking from this high of a level where people don't understand them 
And so you have to be speaking at this level. And people make a lot of assumptions about what their audience knows, and they're almost always wrong. And so there's a big disconnect there. Awesome. I'm just thinking from listening to you, you're really high energy. I mean, is that part of your presentation thing, or is that just something you've picked up along the way? I'm thinking, no, you're really high energy when I speak to you. Yeah, uh, I. This is just me. I, you know, I, I do bring energy on a webinar because it's really, really important. Um, it's not required, but it helps, helps a lot. Um, I've done webinars where it's more kind of like relaxed and matter of fact, especially if I'm selling consulting, like if I'm pushing people to apply. I don't really want, and I know that they're going to be investing in, let's say, a $10,000 package when I get them on the phone. I'm not going to be hypey because I'm speaking to a much more educated audience, right? Whereas maybe I'm selling like a $497 offer or a $997 offer where I don't want to get on the phone with them and I just want to sell them right on the webinar, then I'll bring a lot more energy because you have to control the emotions of your, of your audience. So they're going to mirror how you feel. So if you feel excited, they're going to get excited. If you get really excited for them, they're going to get excited. You talk about the opportunity that they have to make change in their life, whether I don't know what it is, but whatever you're, whatever change you're promising, you have to be excited for them. And that has to be reflected in your voice. It's not necessary. I've seen some very, very successful presenters who, who aren't high energy. They're very matter of fact, but, um, you have to really nail it. If you, uh, you know, if you want to go that route. That's awesome. Guess the next question, who does the webinars suit? Who, what, is there a price point that you need to be a minimum to make it worthwhile or why would you do a it webinar? It depends. So if you're driving cold traffic, so that's how I promote all of my, all of my services. So you can put a webinar anywhere, right? If you've got an existing list, you can put an automated webinar. If you want to sell a $100 product or a $200 product, you know, and you've got a very large list and you just kind of want to cycle them through or you've got another lead generation aspect. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You can you can put it through. But if you're going to be driving cold traffic straight to it, I mean, bare minimum, bare minimum, you should be selling four hundred ninety seven dollars with an upsell. Right. I, I always like to get to that nine ninety seven price point, that thousand dollar price point, because that's allowed me to get, you know, four five to one ROI on my on my ads um, because you know, once it clicks, like once we get the webinar to actually click and hum, it's just all about how much we can dump into it. And, you know, as you start to scale, you know, obviously your ROI is going to go down because, you know, your advertising source is going to charge you more to scale. But, um, yeah, I, I try to get up to a thousand dollar price point. Bare minimum is $500. If it's not 500, then I mean, they're just not going to see the ROI is the ROI that I want them to see. You say talking about that, how it starts to die down after a while. What is the length of your average webinars you do? Does it last six months, 12 months, a week? I've got webinars that are running, that have been running um, with a relatively similar offer for over a year. So um, in cold traffic, you know, it's a, uh, it, it really all depends on, on how big your market is. You know, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it all depends on how much, how how long it's been running and and how how big that market is if you're going international or if you're just sticking to domestic you know but yeah we've we've been going over a year for um for one webinar that's cool other question you said you're doing like 10k sales but you had to do them over the phone so do you present them hey guys it's gonna be 10k but we need to speak to you first is that how you do it or is it more a matter of 
here's the purchase purchase page. A lot of webinars just go straight to purchase. I know some mm-hmm. of these yeah. things are going to a request to consult or request to call. What's yeah, so so when I usually get above a two thousand dollar price point, um, I'll want them to be closed over the phone. Uh, it, it all becomes a matter of now your webinar is a lead generation machine. So you don't really, you can reveal the price point on the webinar. And what that will do is it will just be a filtering mechanism, right? So the people who are, who are, who's running your phone sales team, they really just become order takers, right? It's their sale to lose because they know they're going to get pitched a $10,000 or an $18,000 package. Um, actually, one of my friends, you you spoke to him already, John Logar. He would I think he did eighteen thousand dollars from webinar lead gen and eighteen uh, K packages. Yeah, eighteen K yeah, packages. Yep. About that. Yeah, yeah. So um and I think he would I think he would reveal the price on the webinar if I remember correctly. But um I don't you know, I typically don't tend to to reveal the price. Um just because I you know, I don't want to that's that's my sales guy's job, you know. It's it's you want them because there. I do believe that there are people who are on the fence and they need to be sold. And when you reveal the price, I think that I think you're doing more filtering than you need to. Okay, so it kind of takes experience as well. Yep. Cool. Okay, I think we're getting close towards the end of this. You've told us pretty much everything. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Top three. Who has had the most influence on you as a person? What book has had the most influence on you? And finally, what would you tell your 20-year-old self if you could go back in time? Great questions. So... Person? Is, does it relate to digital marketing? Or like, does it relate to just business in general? Life, or business and marketing. Who, is, who has impacted Joel away the most in your life? Hmm. Yeah. So, um, let's start with the book because the book's the easiest one. So I would say the biggest impact that I got from a book was the four hour work week. And I know it's probably pretty cliche in our space, but it's really what inspired me to become an entrepreneur. It's not to live the four hour work week lifestyle. It was just, it opened my eyes to the world of, just the di- just the digital world. That's what opened my eyes with the potential. So I would say that's probably the book that inspired me the most. Um, a clo- uh, we're moving right now, so I moved all. I have a bookshelf right here, but I moved all the books. That's why we're up in my attic. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so person, person who made the biggest influence on me as a person. Um, I'd probably say I. I would probably say. Personally, it would be it would probably be my wife because she supported this whole crazy venture, um, and I know and she almost didn't, <laughs> so I did really give her you a lot of convincing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so uh, yeah, so I'd I'd probably say my wife. But um, on a business side, I would say Russell um, because he he kind of opened me up to the world of funnels and and webinars um, because I don't know what I'd be doing right now if I didn't find my webinar niche. And uh, what I would tell my 20-year-old self would be to pick up the four-hour work week five years sooner <laughs> because, honestly, I would have loved to have been doing this um, much sooner. But 
Uh, you know, I went through I went through five years of of really really hard work and long hours building, build, starting to build this business on the side. After I would get home at six or seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, I'd spend three or four hours, you know, writing my first ebook that I sold on you know on Amazon Kindle. So, um, but yeah, I, I have a I have a very skewed vision of higher education, and uh, I think there's there's a common thread with some entrepreneurs who kind of feel that same way. But, uh, yeah, if I were to tell my 20, if I would, if I were to say that to my 20 year old self, I would say, try and, uh, try and learn business skills a lot sooner. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. So if people want to learn more about you and actually, I guess, get a te- teaser of what Joel Elway is about, where would they go? So my website I actually like have not had a website for almost a year. I mean, it's just a very, very simple, bland one. So I'm actually in the process of um, branding it and having an actual website and not just one opt-in page. <laughs> so they can check out the latest website up at the webinaragency.com. Um, but I would highly recommend that they connect with me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Just friend request me um, or like my page. That's the best way to get a hold of me. I, you know, I don't do a whole lot of like massive digital marketing i'm more personal relationships yeah yeah so uh you know they can find some i I have a report that i'm promoting right now it's a four hundred and sixty six thousand dollar case study which is the same story that i increased that guy's sales for fourteen hundred fourteen hundred percent i'm putting together a new case study uh where we did one hundred and five thousand dollars in seven days with a thousand dollar product so that might be ready by the time they see this but, on that, what was the actual ad spend for him to receive those revenue numbers? Uh, we had a four to one ROI on ad spend, so whatever that ends up being with the um, with the hundred and five thousand dollar the twenty five case days, stu- roughly. Yeah, with with the hundred and five thousand dollar case study, fifty um, percent of that came from a JV and fifty percent came from cold traffic. So it was like fifty thousand came from cold traffic. So we spent what twelve five or something like that um in ads to get four to one and then uh the other 50 grand came from a jv so what would you be, what are people looking to pay if they're doing jv deals if they didn't have the money uh, to spend on ads initially yeah if, if it's going to be a standard course like just an info product or some sort of product usually 40 to 50 percent would be a good jv okay yeah cool well man it has been fun having you on the show and I've got to speak to John about the 16K deal because that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. It was. I'm glad you. Uh, glad we connected and uh, glad you had me on. I was very honored.